Shalom to all! Today's office Ksubis Af Kuf Beis. We are starting Kuf Alf Amud Beis with a brand new parak. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah Basar Yaakov Meisha, Her Neshama Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantav, Ben Rabbi Asher Anshul, His Neshama Shadav and Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Hanai says Isha man marries a woman. Upaski imikadei she also nizbita chameshanim, and she was pesik with him. She stipulated with him that he has to feed her daughter from her previous marriage for five years. Chayv lozayin chameshanim, so he has to feed the stepdaughter of his for five years. Nisus laacher, this woman now gets divorced and she marries somebody else. Upaski imikadei she also nizbita chameshanim, and she's with his new husband of hers, who now is husband number three, that he has to feed her daughter from husband number one for five years. So he has to feed her for five years. And this first husband of hers, what does it mean this first husband? The first husband that we encountered in this Mishnah, which is really her second husband. So this first husband of hers is not allowed to say, When she comes to me, so then I'm going to feed her. She's not living with me anymore. I divorced you. You took your daughter with you. I'm not going to feed her anymore. He's not allowed to say that. He has to bring the food to wherever the mother is. Both of them aren't allowed to say, we're going to feed her together. Her monthly food costs are $100. I'll give 50, you give 50. One of them has to feed her, and the other one has to pay the amount that her food costs. So now this young lady is becoming quite wealthy. Now let's say Nisais, this stepdaughter got married. So her husband gives her a And both of these previous stepfathers of hers have to give her the money for her mezaynas. So now she's making $200 a month. Mesu, let's say her ex-stepfathers died. Their daughters, meaning their biological daughters, only get fed from Nechasim Nechayrin. Vihi and this previous stepdaughter of theirs, Nizanis Menechasim Shubadim, she gets fed from Nechasim Shubadim. Why is that? Menei Shiki Kabbalah's Chayv. She's like a Baalah's Chayv. Now the mission concludes that Pikchem, wise people, Hayuk Chayzvin, they would write, Almanas Sheezan Yizbite Chameshanim calls Manchat Imi, on condition that I'm going to feed your daughter for five years as long as you're with me. But if I divorce you, if you leave me, so then I'm not going to feed your daughter anymore. I'm only going to feed your daughter as long as you're with me. And now the Gemara brings up a case which is perhaps related to our Mishnah. Itmar was stated, if a person told his friend, Ruvain told Shimon in front of a whole bunch of people, I'm chayv to pay you money. Rabbi Yechon Amar chayv, Rabbi Yechon says he's chayv to pay him that money, Rabbi Yechon says he does not have to give him that money. The Gemara says, hey, what's the case over here? If Ruvain had told all the people standing around, you guys are my witnesses that I owe Shimon a money, so my time is Rishlokish to Kapater. Why do Rishlokish say that he's Potter? We have a Gemara Mephresh that tells us that if a person says, you are my Edim, so they are his Edim, and he's actually being mechayv himself in that money. If he didn't tell them, you're my Edim, my time to Rabbi Yechanan to come a chayiv. Why did Rabbi Yechanan say that he's chayiv to give the money? So Gemara answers, We're talking that Ruvain did not tell the people standing around, you guys are my Edim. What are we talking about over here? Ruvain had told Shimon that I owe you a money, but the way he told it to him was by writing it in a star. Now this star over here was not signed by Edim, it's just a regular IOU note. Ruvain wrote an IOU note for Shimon, and so the machlekes over here is, if we have an unsigned IOU note, what's its status? Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan holds chayiv that he's chayiv to pay, the fact that he wrote this down in a star, again, it wasn't signed, but it's on a piece of paper. It's as if he told the people standing around, You are my Edim. So Ruven's actually being Mechaev himself in that money. Rishalkish says Ruven does not have to pay that money because him writing this down on a piece of paper doesn't have any strength to it, and therefore he's not Mechaev himself in anything. Now we try to bring a ride from our Mishnah. Tanan, our Mishnah says, A man marries a woman, and she was pussy with him that he has to feed her daughter for five years. He has to pay her for five years. Now, my love, Kegavna, isn't our Mishnah talking about the same exact case where the way that he was Pisic with her that he's going to feed her daughter for five years is he just wrote her an IOU note and there wasn't anything official over here? And still, we see that this piece of paper is Machai of him, and that's just like Rabbi Yechanan. So, Gemara Kofez Amalafantap says, Loi, Bishtar Psikta. We're talking about an actual star, which is Pisic Mizainis, which means it's a star that has Adim that was written on it. And that's why he's Chayv to feed the daughter for five years. Now, you're going to ask, if it has Adim on it, it's Pasha that he has to feed her for five years. What's the Chiddush over here? So, the Chiddush is, even though no official Kenyan took place, 
usually when you have a shtar that has Edom on it, an official Kenyan has to take place in order for there to be a real halachic chiyuv for him to actually give that money. And over here, a Kenyan did not take place, but still he's mechaev himself. And why is that? He tells us, let's say we have two families sitting down to make a shidduch, and the father of the kala tells the father of the chasan, how much are you going to give your son? So the father of chasan responds, this amount, and then the father of chasan asks the father of the kala, how much are you going to give to your daughter? And we give this amount, says the father of the kala. And then Amdu the Kitshu, the boy got up and he was Makadish the girl, Kanu. So that Kedushin itself is an official Kenyan, and Hainan Advarim Niknum Bamira, these are things that there could be a Kenyan even just with an Amira, even just with a saying. There was no official Kenyan so that it took place, no official Kenyan happened. It's just the mere fact of them Makadish each other, which created the Kenyan for these verbal words spoken in between the fathers. So that's what our Mishnah could be talking about. We don't necessarily have a riot from our Mishnah for Rabbi Yechanan. Sanadik Marsh has bring another riot, Toshma. We have a Mishnah that talks about Pidyan Aben. We know that the firstborn male child of Yisrael has to be redeemed. It's called Pidyan Aben. Five slime are given to a Kayin, and once those five slime are given to the Kayin, so then this firstborn, this Bukhar, is redeemed. So Mishnah tells us, Kasla Kayin, a person wrote a little document for a Kayin, Shani Chayv Lachachamish Slime, I'm Chayv to give you five slime, Chayv Lachachamish Slime, he has to give him those five slime, but this person's son isn't redeemed. So you see from here that an unsigned star, an unsigned piece of paper, an IOU note, does not have any validity to it. Clearly not like Rabbi Echanan. So Gemara says, no, it's not a raya. Shani Hossam, that case is different to Meshubad Lai Midaraisa, because the person is Meshubad Midaraisa to give this five slime to the Kayin because it's a Pidyan Aben. Ask the Gemara Hachif, that's really so. My Kosovo, why did he have to write it on a piece of paper? The Gemara answers, That's an order to choose who the Kayin is. These five slime could be given to any Kayin, they don't have to be given to one specific Kayin. So he wrote it down on a piece of paper just to be clear which kind he's going to be giving it to. The Gemara is asking, if so, if you're going to tell me that he's chayv to give these five slime midaraisa, so benoya my enepadoi, why is his son not redeemed? This is a classic case of Pidyan Aben. He gave the money, his son should be redeemed. The Gemara says, Kedula, that's just like Ula, Damar Ula. Ula says, Dvar The midaraisa, once he pays the money, his child is ready padoi. So my time, Amru benoya enepadoi, why over here do we say in this Mishnah that his son is not considered redeemed? That's Gzeir Shamiyar and Padim Shtaris. It's Gzeir where we're afraid people are going to say that we're allowed to be padoi with a Shtar Chayv. People that witness this Pidyan Aben and they see that the father had given this IOU note to the Kayin, they're going to think that the way that he was paid to his son was with the IOU note. And someone watching this is going to say, oh, I have to be paid to my son. Shmerel owes me five slime, and I have a star right here that says he owes me five slime. I'm just going to give this star to the Kayin instead of giving him five slime. And that should work because I just saw Reuven give a star to the Kayin. So for the Mishnah says, in such a case, the child is not redeemed. And now Amarava Rava suggests that tonight, let's say this machlekes, Rabbi Yechon Rish Lakesh is machlekes tonight. We have a Mishnah that talks about a guarantor on a loan. If we have an Arif, a guarantor, which is written after the star was signed, which means we have a star that says Reuven owes Shimon money, and the star was signed by Adim after the signature of the Adim, we have a line that's written, Beryl is the Arif, he's the guarantor for this loan. Now, there was no Adim signed after that. Beryl didn't write it with his own handwriting. So for all intents and purposes, this line that Beryl is the guarantor for the loan is like an unsigned IOU note that we've been talking about. So in such a case, the Mishnah tells us, the Malva is able to go to the Arif, he's able to go to the guarantor, and he's able to take from his now, my sabal from Rabbi Shmuel is a story that came to Rabbi Shmuel of Amr, and he said, that we can collect from the Nechaz Bnei of the Arev. Now, Amr like bananas. Bananas told Rabbi Shmuel, You can't collect from the Nechaz Bnei or from the Nechaz Bnei Amr like Rabbi Shmuel told him, Lama, why is that? So Amr like bananas explained to him, Let's say Reuven goes over to Shimon in the marketplace and he starts choking him. Give me my money, you owe me money. And then his friend found him. Shimon's friend sees that he's being choked by someone in the middle of the marketplace. And he tells Reuven, Leave him alone. I'm going to give you the money that he owes you. Potter, Shimon's friend is Potter from paying that loan. Why Because it wasn't on the trust of Shimon's friend that Reuven lent Shimon that money. Reuven lent Shimon money expecting that he's going to be paid back by Shimon. He didn't know 
about Shimon's friend. So here we have this machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Bananas. The Gemara suggests Lemra Rabbi Yechonah Dama Rabbi Shmuel. Let's say Rabbi Yechonah holds a Rabbi Shmuel. Then when a person has an unsigned IOU note, that's mechayev him to give money, and that's why the Arav, the guarantor over here, has to pay. Rabbi Shlakish Dama Rabbi Bananas. Rabbi Shlakish holds like Bananas. Then an unsigned IOU note is not valid at all, and that's why Bananas says that the Arav doesn't have to pay at all. So the Gemara says not a raya. I'll leave the Bananas Kolei Pligi. According to Bananas, no one argues. Everyone agrees on how to explain Bananas' shita. Kofei Zom Bezan Atap Ki Pligi was a homachlokas. I'll leave Rabbi Shmuel how to understand Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yechon holds like Rabbi Shmuel. That was clear, like what we said before. Rabbi the way he would explain Rabbi Shmuel is as follows: Ah, Kalakam Rabbi Shmuel Hasam. The only reason why Rabbi Shmuel over there said that we are allowed to collect from the Arav El the Shaychel Shibud Da'iraisa. That's because the Arav he is somewhat in the parsha of a Shibud Da'iraisa, which means that an Arav, a guarantor, could be mechayv himself mid Da'iraisa, even if he agreed to being an Arav only verbally. So therefore, he could also be mechayv himself by an unsigned piece of paper, which over here is his name on our star after the Chasimah Sa'edim. But over here in regards to our Mishnah, there is no Shiba Da'iraisa. A person can't be Mechaev himself in a loan Mid'a'iraisa just verbally, so he can't do so with an unsigned piece of paper either. So contrary Shlakash, even Bananas would agree that in this scenario where Ruvain wrote an IOU note for Shimon, he's not Chaev him at all. And now we continue talking about one of these topics that we mentioned, the Gufa we had just said before, Amav Gidol Amarav, the father of the Chassan and the Kala are sitting down with each other, and the father of the Kala asks, how much are you going to give to your son? The father of the Chassan responds, this amount, and then the father of the Chassan asks the father of the Kala, how much are you going to give to your daughter? This amount. Then on the Kitchu, they got up and there was a Kedushin. Kanu, there's an official Kenyan over here, which means there's an official Chiyav for the father, the Chosen, and Kal to give that which they promised. And Hainan Advarm, Nikon Bamiro, these are things where there's a Kenyan even just by saying something. Now, Rava, he explains, Mestabra Milsa de Rav, this member from Rav is logical, Bebito Naira. If we're talking about a man marrying his daughter off, who's a Naira, to Kamati Analiade, that's because there's Hana that's coming to him. When he marries off his daughter, who's a Naira, the father of this girl gets to keep the Kesav Kedushin. And it's because of that tangible hana that he receives, the money of the Kedushin, so that creates the Kenyan of being mechaev him to give that which he promised. Avol Bagaris, but if he's marrying his daughter off who's a Bagaris, he's not receiving any hana, the case of Kedushin goes to his daughter. So then Rav wasn't talking about that case, and there was no official Kenyan over here, and the father is not mechaev himself in that which he promised. Ask the Gemara of Kim, which is an expression, how could you say that? Amar Rav, Rav said, even if he's marrying off his daughter who's a Bagaris, there's an official Kenyan over here. Because if you don't say that, what about the father of the boy who's getting married? What Hana got to him? He's not getting any Hana. His son is the one that's taking money out of his pocket, being Mekadesh the woman. So the father of the boy is not getting any Hana, but still he's being Mechaev himself to give a certain amount of money. So Ella must be. It's the Hana that now they're getting married to each other. There's a Chasana that's going to be happening. It's because of the Hana that their children are getting married. That's what creates the Kenyan, and that's what's officially Mechaev them to give the amount of money that they promised. And continue to talk about this. These discussions that were verbal discussions, how much are you going to give to your son, how much are you going to give to your daughter, are we allowed to now write it down in Nishtar or no? If it's written down in Nishtar, that means that we're allowed to collect that debt from Nechassim Shubadim. If it's not allowed to be written down in Nishtar, that means it can't be collected from Nechassim Shubadim. So Amr told him, It's not allowed to be written down in Nishtar. This is a verbal agreement. It has to remain a verbal agreement. The moment we write it down in Nishtar, now we're going to be able to collect from Nechassim Shubadim, and they weren't Machayev themselves to that extent. But now we're going to ask a number of questions on Ravashi. We have a question from our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, The wise ones would write, On condition that I'm going to feed your daughter for five years, On condition that you're still with me. But what do we see from here? The Mishnah clearly says that he would write this down. Even though this was a preliminary marriage discussion between this fellow and this new wife of his, that he's going to feed her daughter for five years, clearly we see that he's going to write it down in Nishtar. So Mishnah says, not right. My Kaisvin, what does our Mishnah mean when it says Kaisvin? He writes it, It means he says it. We really call talking about something 
something, writing it down, how does it make sense? Writing it down is not talking about it. So Mara says, in, yes, we actually have a precedent for that. But they're not because we have a Mishnah. If a person writes for his wife, I'm not going to have dinu dvarim with your nechassim. This is referring to a person even saying it to his wife. So we see that Ksiva can mean Amira. So no question on Ravashi. Tashma, we have another time to question on Ravashi. We're not allowed to write a Shtar Erusin or Nisuin, except if both of them agree. And what's the inference from here? If both the man and the woman agree, so we could write a Shtar Erusin and Nisuin. Now, my life Shtar Psikta, isn't this talking about Shtar Psikta, a Shtar of allotment, which means a Shtar, how much he's going to give to her? And even though this is usually a verbal discussion before they get married, clearly we see that we're writing it down in a Shtar. So Gamar says, that's not what we're talking about. Shtari Erusin Mamish. We're talking about a real Shtar Erusin, which means the way that he's getting engaged to her is by giving her a Shtar. This is just like Rav Shravia. The Itmar, we have a memra. Let's say he wrote a Shtar Erusin. It was for her, but she didn't know about it. Rav Ravina Amri Mikudashes. Rav and Ravina say that she's Mikudashes. Rav Papa Rav Shravia Amri in Mikudashes. Rav Papa and Rav Shravia say that she's not Mikudashes. So we see from here that we're talking about a real Shtar Kedushin. It's not Shtar Psikta. It's not what they discussed beforehand how much money he's going to give her. Now, Tashma, another time to question on Ravashi. Our Mishnah had said, Mesu, if these previous stepfathers died, their biological daughters get fed from Vihi, but this former stepdaughter of theirs, she gets fed even from because she's like a Baal's So what do we see from here? That even the preliminary verbal discussions in between him and his former wife is him to the point that she's like a Baal's The Gemara says, no, that's not a raya. What are we talking about in our Mishnah? Where there was a real Kenyan from those husbands. When those husbands got involved in that preliminary marriage discussion with that woman and they had said that we're going to feed your daughter for five years, they made a real Kenyan and that's why she's like a Baal's that's really so where there was a real Kenyan so Bani Snami even their biological daughters that they had with this woman these daughters also should get from Nechassim Shubadim. why do these daughters not get from Nechassim Shubadim? so the more answer is no we're talking about where these husbands had made a Kenyan only regarding their chiv to this stepdaughter of theirs, but not in regards to their biological daughters. Ask the Gemara, how could that be? Umay Pasca, are we really able to set a generalization that anytime he gets married to a woman that had a child from a previous marriage, and he's Pisic that he's going to give that child from the previous marriage food, and he makes a Kenyan in order to machive himself on that, that Kenyan is only for that daughter and not for any of his biological children? How could that be? So Gemara answers that it is possible because Ihi Davai Bishas Kenyan, this stepdaughter of his, she was around at the time of the Kenyan, so Mahani Lo Kenyan. Therefore, this Kenyan that he made to be machive himself to feed her for five years works and therefore she's considered like a Baal's Chayv. But Bani's regarding his biological daughters that will be born at a later point in time, they weren't around at the time of Kenyan, so that Kenyan that he did before they were born doesn't work for their Mazinus later on. Ask Gamar, how could you say that his biological daughters weren't around at the time of Kenyan? Can't we be talking about a case where they were there at the time of Kenyan? And how is it possible that his biological daughters from that woman were around at the time of Kenyan? For example, the Gersheva Hadra. We could be talking about a scenario where he had divorced this wife of his who had brought a stepdaughter into the marriage and then he remarried her and when he remarried her that second time he already had his own biological children with her the first time they were married. Now when he's marrying her the second time it's then that he's Pisic that he's going to feed her daughter from her previous marriage namely his stepdaughter for five years and then when he makes that Kenyan his biological daughters are around. Sukumar says you're right and attempts another answer. Ella Ihi Dolesa His stepdaughter that his wife brought into the marriage she's not part of the Tanai Bezdin of the Ksuba 
Therefore, the Kenyan works that now he would have to feed her from Nechassim Meshubadim. But Banais, the Isum B'Tanai Bezdin, his biological daughters, they're included in the Tanai Bezdin of the Ksuba, Loi Mahani Lu Kenyan. So the Kenyan that he made doesn't work for them. The Gemara's had, does that make any sense? Migra Gari, these biological daughters of his, they should be worse off because they're included in the Tanai Bezdin. If anything, they should be better off. Since they're included in the Tanai Bezdin of their mother's Ksuba, so they should be better off and they should be allowed to collect from Nechassim Meshubadim. So the Gemara provides its final answer. Ella, Benaisov, his biological daughters, Hainu Taima, the reason why they do not get their Mazanis from Nechassim Meshubadim is Kivin Desum B'Tanai Bezdin. Since they are part of the Tanai Bezdin, Amor, so we have to suspect that Sariat Fesinhu, he had given them bundles of money before he died, and that means that they already have money for their Mazanis, and then they would not be allowed to collect from Nechassim Meshubadim, and then it would not be fair for them to collect any Mazanis. Now, since we have that fear, we say that his biological daughters are not allowed to collect from Nechassim Meshubadim. B'nai Chayrin, yes, Meshubadim, no. But his stepdaughter, who's not part of the Tanai Bezdin, we don't have to be Chayshesh that he gave his stepdaughter some money before he died, and therefore she could collect even from the Chasim Shubadim. We're going to stop here for a day, pick up tomorrow, and continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.